back to Southern Fried Christianity. I'm Roger Colby. And I'm Richard Coots. Hey, we're going to talk about something we probably should have done in the very first episode. Mm-hmm. Except we got all cranky. Yeah, we got a little... <laughs> we, got a, we get a... We're trying to be uh, more positive. Tr- yeah. We're yeah, going to try and move this in a little... A bit of a different direction. Yeah. Is what I'd say. Because, um, you know what? Um, here's the thing. We're going to talk about this probably in another podcast coming up, but... Um, one thing that a church needs is a good men's group or women's group, uh, to, you know, kind of get together and talk about all the different things that you need to talk about when you're, (laughs) when you're dealing with things. Um, so what we want to do with it is just kind of really talk through our lives a little bit and talk about our walk, um, a little more, but what we need to start with and what we should have started with is our testimony. So, um, I have one that's a little, it's not terribly lengthy, but it is kind of a a journey. Um, and Richard, you know what? I wish that I was like Richard because Richard says he was saved when he was six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those people. I mean, I walked an aisle when I was a little kid, but I didn't really mean it, you know? Um, so, Richard, tell me about what God's done in your life since you gave your life to Christ at six years old. <laughs> um, you know, I think I've touched on this. Um, when I was six years old, my my uh, kindergarten grade uh, Sunday school teacher told us all about hell. Uh, <laughs> and I, basically my whole deal was, well, I don't want to go to hell. That sounds kind of bad. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun at all. I'm six years old. That doesn't sound very fun. Um, so that was, I mean, she didn't use it as a scare tactic. She didn't come in there. I was like, morning kids, you're all going to burn. <laughs> but, uh, you're all going to hell. You better accept Jesus because you're all going to hell. Um, but, uh, but, uh, uh, anyways, it was kind of like that. And I kind of grew up in church and stuff. And like I said, I've touched on this a bit. Uh, when I got around junior high or so, I kind of started straying a bit, and you know, going. I went to church camp one year, and it, it really. Um, I started to kind of question my my salvation, mm-hmm. and so, of course, they they kind of get create kind of an atmosphere that makes you do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it does. It's so, designed that way. Yeah. So, um, but I really started questioning it, not just because. Of church camp is because of the way I was acting at school and acting in high school. And, and like I said, I've kind of went, moved back to, uh, you know, walking more with Christ, but then I backslid in high school. And I remember this girl that named Christina, I can't remember her last name, but man, I really wish I, I, I knew if I, I could get in contact with her because I'd really like to ask her forgiveness because I really treated her bad for really no reason, mm. honestly. And, I, but one of the things that struck me is after I went, I started to backslide. She said, "I really thought you changed. I thought you were you're a Christian now." And I was like, "I really thought you changed." And that kind of like really struck me. Yeah. Um. So, um, I kind of and I still, but I didn't really act on that. Honestly, I was still kind of acting the way I wanted to mm-hmm. up until around my senior year in high school, which is not good at going that long, um, people wouldn't have known that I was a Christian unless I told them the way I acted and spoke and behaved. But, um, 
I acted pretty. I acted very Christian at church. Very Christian yeah. at church. Very yeah. Christian on mission trips. Uh-huh. Uh, but you yeah. know, that's kind of. I really realized when I was a junior, and I guess maybe it's part of growing up too, but that's not really an excuse mm-hmm. uh, for acting that way. There are plenty of kids that didn't act like that way and say, well, I was just young, but, um, cause mm-hmm. that's not an excuse. Yeah. But, um, I've really tried to get a little more involved in, in asking people for forgiveness that I've treated, that I've wronged in the past. Yeah. And so, um, mine is not a, not a, not a very long, detailed testimony about how my life was dramatically changed. I yeah. was, I was a, I was a dirty drug dealer on the street, and <laughs> I was, and I was, and I was pimping out or something like that. So, some dramatic thing I hear from yeah. some people. So it's like, well, mine, mine's kind of like that, but not like that, that dramatic. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. So I grew up in church when I was a little kid. Basically, my parents have had me in church ever since I was born, you know. So, um, dad was a deacon in the church, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like some guy that, like, helps out and does all kinds of stuff that the uh, average parishioner should be doing. Um, (laughs) But they're kind of leaders in the church, you know, um, elders or whatever. Um, And then my mother, she just plays organ and stuff and, and piano all the time and that's she's always done that in choir my mom is very musically talented um so you know i but see i'm one of those people that just reads all the time and um i just read all the time and i just really loved reading but um i also was kind of picked on an element in an elementary middle school i mean it was always like teased and picked on and bullied a lot so uh, when I when my parents moved to this other place, I moved from like Oklahoma City or Moore or whatever down to Noble. Um, we started going to this little church down there, and uh, the youth group at first kind of welcomed me in, and I was a middle school kid. But then we went to Falls Creek, where I was tortured basically all week um, by people putting things in my sleeping bag like stickers and you know, icy hot and just doing all kinds of horrible things to me. Um, and the youth minister did just nothing to persuade it. I've experienced this. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I had the horrible camp experience where they just treated me like garbage and this continued for a long time until, and I kept telling my parents about it, but they were like, well, just, you know, I'll talk to the pastor, blah, blah, blah. Nothing ever was done. So things would die down during the school year. You know, but then when we go back to Falls Creek, it was always awful. And then I, I kind of got into high school, and I got in some trouble, you know, like eighth grade year. My parents sent me off to a private Christian school trying to straighten me out. really didn't do much good. Um, then when the money ran out on that, because my parents didn't make a lot of money, they sent me back to public school at the school where I actually teach right now. <laughs> Little X. Um, and... At the time, my, my freshman year, I was I was really reading a lot of stuff. Like, I read the Bhagavad Gita, and I read, you know, um, like, I don't know. I read, like, the Quran, and I read a bunch of, I was reading a bunch of religious texts. And I started, because I was really looking at those people at church in my youth group and going, 
well, I know how they act at school, which is they're bullies. And, whenever I, and I know how they act at church, which is they're all goody two-shoes with angel wings. And I said, this is not real. None of these people are real. I mean, if it was real, wouldn't they be changing their lives and doing something different? But they just never really seemed to come together. And so um, I started actually dabbling in kind of the idea that there wasn't a God, that maybe this was all just fake, and that these people were just singing songs on Sunday. And, you know, my church was kind of dead. I mean, it was just really dead. There wasn't really much going on. It was like sing hymns and then have a preacher preaches, and his preaching wasn't that great. Somebody started tapping and, their feet and they threw them out. Yeah, it was really kind of <laughs> one of those hard shell Baptist kind of things, you know. And so uh, I went to Falls Creek with a friend. It was Falls Creek is a church camp down south. You probably have heard it in the news lately for some bad things, but um, at the time it wasn't bad. So. Yeah. I went with uh, I went with uh, a friend of mine to this camp, and the reason I wanted to go was because well I had nothing else to do. It wasn't because of girls. Usually you go down there. Oh, there's going to be girls. I didn't care about that stuff because girls didn't really think I was that cool. So because um, I always had my head in a book all the time. So I, I brought my copy of Mein Kampf. <laughs> and I'm down there reading it. Mein Kampf. And uh, you know, and there was a guy. His name was uh, uh, Greg McClanahan. I still remember him. Um, he carries his cross around, right, at the camp. And it's like this huge cross with a wheel on the end of it. And he would, like, drag this thing around. And, man, he was really serious. And what I loved about him was when he looked at me, I could tell that he cared about me. You know, he had, he had love in his eyes when he, when he spoke to me. And respect, you know. And even though I was reading Mein Kampf, he was like, oh, Mein Kampf, I read that. And I was like, oh, really? And so we started talking about it. You know, um, and uh, so eventually it got to the conversation where it was like, what do you think about Jesus, you know? And I told him, I said, well, I think everybody around me is fake. I think all these Christians, they're really just living just some cultural thing that they think that they are really living their lives for Christ, but they're really not. And they haven't really shown me that they're really living their lives for Christ. So I don't think it's real. And so... He challenged me. He said, well, have you ever read the Bible all the way through? What do you think about the Bible? I said, well, I've read some of it. had Sunday school classes and stuff about stories in there, but honestly, most of these religious books are just a bunch of stories. And so he said, okay, well, why don't you read the Bible all the way through and then get back to me? And so, you know, camp was over, and so I did. I sat down and I read the whole thing from beginning to end. And I made it all the way to probably the New Testament before I started realizing and noting all the prophecies about Christ that are all through the Old Testament. There's like hundreds of them. Well, there's more like a thousand. There's a thousand or so prophecies of Christ in the Old Testament. And I thought, all these books are written in different time periods, you know, from a thousand years on up, you know, to, to the time of Jesus. And they do prophesy Christ. And so that was when the Holy Spirit kind of got a hold of me and made me realize that he was real. And he, God had to reveal himself to me for me to start believing. And ever since then, I've been hopefully trying to live my life for Christ and not be a hypocrite. Because that's the thing that really has always irked me and made me upset. And, I, you know, and, you know, my wife is like, well, don't judge them. But I'm like, well, 
I think people need to be called out on their hypocrisy. I mean, Jesus did. He yelled at them. He's like, woe to you hypocrites. Woe to you, you know, Pharisees. It's, you know, you have beautiful, you're outside, you're beautiful alabaster jars on the inside. You're filled with garbage, you know. And I just really feel like that Christians need to live it if they're going to really say they are a Christian. But anyway, that's my testimony, I guess. Nothing terribly dramatic. Mm. It's just, you know, God had to get a hold of me. And I'm nobody special, honestly. You know, God had to really reach down and get a hold of me and say, you know, I'm real, and I love you, and I died for you. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you haven't made that decision, I challenge you. I challenge you to go and read the Bible from beginning to end. And watch. Watch very carefully how many times the life of Christ is, and the events in the time in the life of Christ are, are exemplified in and prophesied in those old writings. It'll blow your mind. I mean, in a book that has that in it, there's not another religious book that has that. None of them do. Um, so anyway, that's my testimony, and that's my thought to you, little listener. Um, but man, even if your testimony is like Richard's where it's like, man, I gave my life to Christ when I was six and this is my life. Or you're like me where I really changed my life when I was a teenager. Or maybe you're somebody that's 47 years old and you just gave your life to Christ. Your testimony is just the story of how you came to know Jesus. That's really all it is. And you need to be sharing it with people a little more than what you're doing probably. Anyway, that's all I have today. How about you, Richard? Nope, that's it. All right, I, I, I don't got much more. <laughs> We've squeezed this turnip as, as tight as we can squeeze it, I guess. I guess. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Roger Colby. I'm Richard. Bye.